Hello and welcome back to Long Story Short. We are Jade, Davey and I'm Elle. We're three childhood best friends who will be discussing everything life has had to throw us and all the lessons that we've learned in between. You're guaranteed completely honest, unfiltered opinions and a few laughs along the way. Oh, just a warning, no story will ever be short. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can click follow and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, girls. Hello. Hello. Live from the UK. Stevie's back. back. Stevie's it's colder than you thought it was going to be. Yes, so much colder. (laughs) I've actually got two jumpers on at the minute and um, I went for a walk today with my cousin and I literally had two jumpers, a coat, my Ugg boots. Honestly, I must have looked ridiculous. Oh, bless you. See, for me, I went for a walk today and I was positively warm at the end of it. I feel mm. like we're just used to it now, Steve. Yeah. We're yeah. Well, Katie was saying it's actually quite mild. And to be fair, I did have to lose one layer. Um, but yeah, quickly put it back on. Very quickly put it back on. Well, I sat out in the garden with a book today and um, was just reading. And my God, the rain just came down so hard. And I thought, I'm actually enjoying this because I was quite warm. So I sat out in the rain for a little while, girls. It was a little bit sad. It was notebook-esque minus Ryan Gosling. Which is rubbish, isn't it, really? There's no point sitting in the rain unless Ryan Gosling's behind you somewhere. Oh, girls, have you seen his speech that he did about um, Ava Mendes? No. No? Don't, it's actually like, it came up on Tom's TikTok and then I couldn't even find it. I've I've completely corrupted that boy. And he, he was basically saying, I think her brother died of cancer or he was really unwell. And he was like, I couldn't have done this role without her, like, being at home. She was pregnant with our second kid, bringing up our first kid, also looking after her brother. Like she just kept everything together so that I could do this role. And I was like, Bruh! oh, 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 I love Gozers so much. Yeah. Didn't you see him in an airport, Elle? Yes, nearly a year ago, coming back from <gasps> Greece. Just me and Tom, well, I was talking about that to him the other day. It's still one of the funniest moments because I saw her come out and I have weird side profile recognition. Like I'm quite good at spotting who people are. And I thought, that's fucking Eva Mendes. I'm absolutely sure of it. But I threw Tom off because I went back and I was like, I've just seen Eva Longoria. And he's like, oh, really? Didn't look like her. Of course it bloody didn't because it wasn't her. Then he goes out. Then I like, I was walking out and I saw this big white car blacked out. And I was like, that could be, you know. So I come back, told Tom, and he was like, oh, imagine if he's with Ryan, like blah, blah, blah. Anyway, didn't think anything of it. And then he was like, I'm going to go and see see what's going on out there. He walks back in. As we know, Tom loves a gossip. He like sprints back in. He's like, Ryan's coming, Ryan's coming, Ryan's behind me. Literally buzzing his tits <laughs> off. And it was it must have been just after they'd done Barbie because he had like white blonde hair. And I have to say, I mean, Paris Airport is like fucking tiny, but they were very discreet. Like they managed to get them in and out. I think me and Tom were the only stalkers that realised who it was because Tom had literally gone out and walked up to where their car was. <gasps> I am here for that level of stalking, though, because I love to know what's going on. I'm so bloody nosy. Me too. I love a celeb spot, but like a proper A-list celeb spot. Love seeing them in the world. Do you know who I saw not too long ago? Um, I was actually driving. So I was in a cab. Well, my dad's a cab driver, so driving in the cab. (laughs) And my dad was like, that's Hugh Grant. And I was like, 
no it's not and he was outside his ass on a little vespa it was really cute yeah house was beautiful as well obviously as you you wouldn't expect any less but yeah he was like fiddling around with his uh, vespa had a helmet in his hand and i was like oh yeah (laughs) I don't ever see anybody. I've not seen. Oh, I've not had a celeb spot for a long while. I don't think. No, they're not. They're obviously not in Rob Rive or Bermondsey. They're not hanging around in Bermondsey. They're not in Bermondsey. <laughs> oh, obviously. I mean, I don't actually. I do get out of Bermondsey sometimes. Obviously, not obviously <laughs> enough. But but who would you want to see if you could see anybody? Who would you want to see? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to just see them. I want to be invited in. I mean, for obvious reasons, I'd love to see Beyonce in the flesh. I'm going to see Beyonce. Beyonce. I'm going to see Beyonce. Oh, my God, you are. Oh, shit. When are you going? It all started. I think it kicked off today. Yeah, or I think last it was yesterday. Night. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. The Renaissance tour. So yeah, we're going on the 29th. Um, oh, Crystal, I'm so but, jealous. Yeah, I oh, can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be incredible. She's phenomenal. I love her. Mm. the trouble is girls is i don't know how i would re- react because like it, there's one thing sp- celeb spotting i mean i remember seeing mylene class in surrey keys <laughs> when when i was like when we were in school and hearsay were like you know doing their thing and i remember being like oh my god and my mum would had to be the person to be like can she have a picture with you or something oh. like that yeah because i was so shy i don't really i don't know how do you girls get do you get starstruck it's got to be someone. Di- I mean, Ryan Gosling. I would. I'd pass out. But um... but do you know what? We wasn't really. We were like excited because we couldn't believe it was them. Like yes. I can't tell you how obscure and how small Paros is. But apparently, Tom Hanks has a house there. So we were like, maybe they've just gone and stayed in his house. I don't know. We got quite elaborate with our our theories behind it. I'm not a really starstruck person, honestly. I'm really not. But I think because I worked in TV and my first job was literally, I mean, it's not like fucking A-list. But when I was on X Factor, like I was on Dermot's door. Like my job was working with him. And then like I, you know, people was always kicking around. I remember when Simon walked past, I was a bit like, oh, hello, Simon. And he just winked and I was like, I get it. Whatever the thing is that they say about him, like he's... He's attractive in person. I can't mm. explain it. It's like an aura Energy. that he has, and I totally get it. Um, but yeah, like we did. I mean, Gary, right, right? So Gary Barlow, obviously, I was fucking obsessed with Take That. Loved Take That. So when I saw him, I was like mind blown. But I was eighteen, and then like the next year, I did. I worked with Nicole Scherzinger. Like she's obviously like pretty big time, and I, I was just kind of like, you just find out really quickly that everyone is a normal person. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, everyone is very normal. Yeah, but, but what about Kelly Rowland? Because honestly, I think yes. I would wet myself. So have I told the Kelly Rowland stories before? No, I don't know I the don't Kelly Rowland know. story. I remember them from back in the day because I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, kind of just like, obviously I, I love Beyonce, but I, I know it's terrible. Love you really, Kelly and Michelle. But like, you don't really think of them being like they're obviously not on the same level as Beyonce I know that's a terrible no, thing to say but they're not like with Kelly I always think of Nelly and Kelly 
that is where my mind goes to first yeah well she was amazing but long story short I was a runner when I was on her series and there was only four of us and it was our job in the dress rehearsals we played the judges because the judges were still getting ready so we had to like block out the show I think I remember seeing a picture of you yeah you remember this yeah and like and it was so fucking funny because obviously I like could not look less like Kelly Rowland if I tried could not sound less like Kelly Rowland if I tried and um after one of the rehearsals I didn't realize for for weeks and weeks we did it every week I didn't realize that they watched the rehearsal from the their dressing room and then Kelly come up to me like she was amazing she'd be like I love your jacket your jacket's fierce and I was like oh fucking hell Kelly likes my jacket like loving life and then she was like um she was like I'm honored that that you're playing me because you're so petite. I mean, I'm petite, but you're petite. And I was like, thanks, Kenny. I'm not sure that's a compliment because I just had undiagnosed celiac and lost stones in weight and I basically looked skeletal. But Kenny, if you're even knowing that I exist, I'll take it. Um, So she was, yeah, she was actually really good fun. She actually gave you a shout out as well on X Factor one year. And I remember being like, (gasps) That's got to be Elle. I don't even remember this. Yes, she did. She, I'm sure she did. I will put money on it. I will watch the the past episodes of her. Yeah, she was thanking everyone like behind the scenes and she said Elle and I was like, it's definitely you. It's definitely you. Oh my God. Could have been another Elle on the show, but it was you. (laughs) It is me now. I'm claiming (laughs) that. I have the worst memory. Like my mum will say things about that time and I'm like I don't remember it and you know when you think like how can I not remember that it's actually a bit embarrassing but um... do you know one of my favorite stories from that time and to be fair you didn't even tell me it it was that you got papped with Frankie Kokoza oh god yeah escorting him to somewhere and they tried to paint this picture that you were like the 10th girl that was going to get tattooed on his ass on his ass yeah (laughs) blonde the next blonde to have a name on her ass that was, I mean, it's hilarious now, but at the time, obviously it was my first job in TV. I was shitting myself that I was going to get in trouble, that like all these rumours were going to start. I didn't realise that the press team are very much involved in setting people up. But yeah, I, I will never forget that. But that's, I mean, talking about the press as if I have had anything else to do with it in that time. <laughs> but I'll never forget that because that was a real eye-opener. I basically escorted him out, but someone specifically told me to go. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just doing this, that, that. Can Rob go instead? And they were like, no, you. And then I got packed. So I think I was very much set up in that situation. It was literally like front page of the sun the next day. And then and then the next day I went out with my friend, Rob, who I still love and see as often as I can. And I had, even in the pictures, I had my staff badge on. So I held hands with Rob and we were out with Frankie. He was smoking, doing whatever. As we walked back in, Rob was like, literally link my arms. They can't like link you to him. They did the next day. There was another picture and they'd cut Rob out of it. They'd literally cut our arms out of the picture. And you know, you just think like, this is actually ridiculous. This is like this is next level, but, um, like madness. So yeah, Frankie Kokosa and, and all he did. I mean, he like come across like a knob on the show, honestly, but he wasn't that bad. And then, but then like the new nickname for me was girlfriend. So everywhere I went was like, oh, hey, girlfriend. I'm like, you are not helping things. <laughs> this is like, this is truly bad enough as it is. Please don't. So, um, yeah, that was another story. I do remember that one. That is 
scarred in my memory. Yeah, bloody hell. Maybe, maybe people will be doing celeb spots of me, girls, after my Frankie Cocosa story. Love it. Love it, girls. I think I would do. I was in an airport and I saw that girl who got a, a name tattooed on Frankie Cocosa's ass because she was the 10th blonde to bang him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. I'm ready for stardom, girls. I am ready to be recognised in the streets. You are I'm you're ready on your for way. it. I fucking no, I'm nowhere near. Nowhere near. Nowhere. Near. Also, that sounds really stupid, doesn't it? In the sense, but I mean, like, I don't even want to be recognised. If I, if someone can write a really nice review about, if I can get a really decent review from this show, then I'm happy. Jade, you've had incredible reviews already. I was stalking them and, and reading them. Oh, someone they're... saying it was like watching um the Jodie Comer play. Yes. That was my, that honestly floored me. That floored me. I mean, Jodie Comer is a fucking dream. That woman, I adore her. I think she's so talented. And uh, that play as well, when I went and watched it, I, well, bawled my eyes out by the end of it. But um, but when I saw that, when that lady wrote to me, I was like, oh, yes, I'm here. Yeah, that has made my yeah. life. I'll have some more of those if that's all right, please. Well, so when coming moment. next week, so we can give our review. Yes, I. Uh, that's all the reviews that matter to me, girls, is knowing that you don't come and enjoy yourselves. But this week's episode is all about outgrowing friendships. We've had a dilemma come through um, that we think fits that kind of category. So this week's episode, we're going to be delving into, you know, the natural process of outgrowing friendships and, you know, when to kind of know when you have and how to kind of let go gently or actually sometimes if you do kind of need to cut them off a little bit and accept that life has gone in a different direction. So that's what we're going to be chatting about for the next half an hour or so. But before we get there, Stevie's Word of the Week. I'm convinced that's the best one yet. It's super humbling when I'm not singing in time with Jade because when I am singing in time with Jade, I convince myself that her voice is mine. I'm like, oh my god, I'm in tune. Wow, I'm phenomenal. Yes. And then when I'm not, I'm like, oh shit. Oh, so. I talk take about, it all back. Talking about singing, I've, I um I have a self tape that I need to do for a show. Anyway, it, it, there's a choir song that I need to sing in it, and boy, is it hitting some top notes. So I was in the oh, car the god. other day, warming up, and then going for it as you do, and I didn't realise just how loud I was being. <laughs> And this guy was walking along the street and like I did, I knew he'd walked past me. And then as I turned to the side, he was literally stood there like looking at me in the window as if to say like, are you, are you okay, hun? And I was just like, I just got so embarrassed. <laughs> oh God. Jade, if I could sing, I'd be screaming it out as well. It was great. I felt like I was back in school again. I used to be in the chamber choir in school, and I remember they used to take such the piss out of us. Chamber choir? That sounds like they lock you up. They do. (laughs) (laughs) No, we used to sing in Southwark Cathedral for our Christmas service, and so many people just used to take the piss out of us all because they'd be like in the back of the church, (laughs) being like, oh, 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 as we were all singing. It was so fucking funny. I found the fun in it. There were some people that were very highly offended. They were like, they're, they're taking the mick out of us. And I'm like, yeah, of course they are, dickhead. We sound like idiots. The fucking chamber choir. In the chamber choir. Deal with it. It's not the coolest thing in the world. However, I remember there being so many ridiculously talented people. Like, truly shocking how good people were. <laughs> it was so, I loved it. I did. I really Last laughs on, on Cece was girls. in it as well, wasn't she? Yeah, bloody hell. I'm Francis. 
Yeah. They were very good singers. So good. Right, girls. This week's word of the week is bibble. Oh, how do you spell that? Mm. B-I-B-B-L-E. Bibble. 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 Hmm. Bibble. I actually have no idea. It's like nothing. it's close to so many words, but I'm getting nothing. Uh, bibble. Literally nothing. My head. No. My brain. Bibble. Um, okay. Okay. I'm going to go for a stab in the dark. A bibble. A bibble is, it's a screen. That's what it is. It's a screen. So a screen in the sense of thing that separates or hides people. So like you can pop a bibble in the room and change behind it. I don't know what the name of those actual things are. Or you can put a bibble in a garden and make a couple of different spaces from the garden. You can set up several bibbles and all of a sudden you've got a very dynamic uh, space arrangement. But a bibble is a screen that separates or hides things. I'm seeing a new business venture here for Jade. Yeah. some Multi-use bibbles. Um, I think a bibble is like talking a load of rubbish. Talking a load of bibble. Oh, I wish it was that meaning. It actually means to eat or drink noisily. Oh, uh... I hate people that bibble. I think we spoke about this before, girls. But there we is, have. there, yeah, you know, you know my feelings. If I can hear you chewing, swallowing, crunching, salivating around, sucking on, <laughs> or even fucking swallowing, I hate people that bibble. Jade, I'm not going to lie, do not go to Singapore. There is a lot of slurping, but it's the nature of the food and it's like very accepted. <laughs> so don't go to Singapore. I suppose you have to like, if it's obviously I've got no idea what, well, we spoke about what classic Singapore food is, but if it's like noodles or soups or stuff like that, you, you do just have to sort of slurp and go with it, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> and I watched a lady de-shell a whole prawn using chopsticks and her mouth. That was it. Well, that'll be you next, Steve, with your <laughs> chopsticks. <laughs> 40,000 chopsticks. I just I can't, girls. I can't deal with it. I actually can't. It makes me genuinely aggressive. Aggressive. I want to punch them in their mouth. I do. I can't help it, girls. It's just, oh, Maybe I'll grow out of it one day, but if you bibble around me, expect, if at worst, me cutting my eye at you, potentially getting flicked in the cheek. I don't know. Oh. I can't deal with it. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. That was a really Thanks, Steve. Good, good word of the no week. No bibblers around here. No yeah, bibblers. I'm going to get a little sign, pop it in my kitchen. Don't bibble. Right, let's get on to our question. Moving on to outgrowing friendships. Our dilemma is... So I have recently moved out of my family home and village with my partner and life has been busy. Trying to get set up in a new town and searching for a new job. I haven't really had time for socialising, etc. However, I have been making a conscious effort to see my friends, even in the little time that I have after work and at weekends. One of my best friends texted me the other day and said that she knew things would change as soon as I moved and that she feels like it's going to impact our friendship. So she's going to leave the boy in my court from now on. I am so baffled, but to give you context, this is how I feel about it all. I've made several attempts to see her over the last month, inviting her for a coffee, a beach walk on a sunny day, and offered to pick her up after I finish work and go for a drive. Every time she has tried to sway us to change the plan, and it usually includes going for an alcoholic drink. I do drink, but recently I just haven't had the time to go for a drink, because I know with her, it isn't just one or two, but 
usually a heavy night. I'm trying to prioritize a clear head and my gym goals, and it seems like she's not respecting my boundaries. It's made me feel bad, but I just don't feel like we have anything in common anymore. Do you have any advice for how I could tell her straight, or do you think it's best to just leave it and let it fizzle? I'm sad to think that I have affected our friendship simply by moving an hour away. Oh, I mean, it's an interesting one because I would say, maybe controversially, you shouldn't blame yourself because if she was a true friend, moving away wouldn't completely ruin the friendship. Don't get me wrong, it's going to make, take more effort to maintain it, but it's not a one-way street. You can't just say to someone, I'm leaving it in your court. Like, you either want to be friends with them and you both make the effort or you don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm completely with you because I think you'd, you're naive to think that things aren't going to change in life. People move away, people get jobs, people have babies people you know find new friendships as you grow as an adult I don't think you've caused it by moving away because it didn't have to be that way and by the sounds of it you've reached out to her you've tried to do everything you can from your end and she seems to be putting it into a different direction I think actually it's more that you seem like you're at different stages in life as opposed to the distance being a problem but it's really hard because it depends how frustrated you'll get because I think you can let things fizzle if the communication is quite slow or you don't talk that much anyway. But if you talk quite often, I think it doesn't even have to be telling her straight. It can just be like a conversation saying, what's going on? I feel like we're on different paths. You seem to be thinking that it's due to the distance, but I'm offering to see you. Oh, I don't know. It just feels like really unnecessarily difficult. It feels like she is trying to make things difficult, but the the, the drinking thing st- stood out to me because by the sounds of it, you're like you're asking for actually more quality time, like walks on the beach and stuff like that. That sounds lovely, but she seems to want to maybe party a bit more, or is still like enjoying going out and having a drink and stuff like that. And maybe I don't know, maybe like you say, you've got your goals and you're trying to like keep a clear head, uh, especially with the job and stuff like that, but. Maybe, yeah, maybe she just, oh, it's hard, isn't it, really? Because I guess you've got friends that you can go out and have a drink with and stuff. And, and there are friends that you, I don't know, like, have you just both got to a point, like Hell said, I think maybe you're you're maybe both at different, like going down different paths a little bit. And she wants to go out partying and having a drink with you. And you're there for like coffees and beach walks and stuff like that. But, and there's nothing wrong with either of those things either. Like if she does want to go out and release and let her hair down and have a drink, that's not, that's not a problem. But if there is no, like, there's no way for you two to both kind of find, you kind of got to find a middle ground really. Like what do you both want to do together? How will she be satisfied in seeing you? I don't know. I don't know. But if, she, you know, she, I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? I, I don't know. See, I'm I'm petty. I think I would go back to her and say, thanks so much for putting the ball in my call. I've tried many times to take control of the situation, but you don't seem to want to do what I'm suggesting. So how about you suggest some things and we'll go from there? Because it just annoys me because I haven't got the energy for these sort of like flaky people anymore. We either communicate and it's easy, which is what a friendship should be. Or like, I'm going to spend my energy elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's okay that if sometimes if you just grow apart, you can literally just... I don't know. I, I, I think... I don't know what I would do in this situation. I think I would just genuinely just be like... 
okay, no worries. Like, I can see that you're obviously a bit annoyed. I'm trying to spend time with you. And regardless of how you feel, like if it's not, if if the things that I'm suggesting are not things that you're interested in, maybe we should just, you know, see at see each other as and when and just actually leave the fucking ball in there in her call. But I suppose you've got to at least say how you feel about it and just be like, don't really know what the backhanded comment is about. I've tried when you're ready to to try or when you're ready to stop turning our meetings into an opportunity to get drunk and go out and get wasted, then let me know when you're ready for just like a mature adult walk along the beach or an adult coffee or like, because it, it feels quite childish to me, actually. I think she's being a little mm. bit like, oh, I want to go out and have a drink. Let's go and have it. And you're like, no, I don't want to. And that should be enough for you to be like, yeah, I'm setting my boundaries. No, I don't want to go out and have a drink. No, actually, I'd like to spend some quality time with you that doesn't involve alcohol. Or you compromise and you go, yeah, I'll come to the pub with you, but I'm going to have a non-alcoholic and I'm just going to come for one. It just depends how much you value the the friendship. But by the sounds of it, you're pissed off with it. So actually, if you do want to take a step back, that's totally fine. And friendships do evolve and change and people's priorities evolve and change. And if they're not aligning, you don't have to force it. Definitely not. And I think even if it's like a not a friendship that is working right now, you don't have to fall out with them. In a couple of years time, you might catch up again and you have a great time or you might see him just once every six months for the for the next few years. Like, that's not a bad thing. If you're in different places and you're not getting what you want out of it and you're not really enjoying your time with them, just walk away. Yeah, I think the, the best thing to do is to just turn around, say to her, listen, I know I haven't got an awful lot of time, but the time I do have is really precious. I am offering to spend it with you, doing things that are going to be beneficial to my health and not detrimental. And if they don't work for you, that's absolutely fine. You can let me know when you're ready to just have maybe a chilled date together and I'm more than up for meeting you then and until then give me a call when you've got some time and you can be as blunt as that actually and sometimes it's fine it's uh, girls have you ever outgrown a, like a, a friendship relationship what's that like is it I have I mean I, I've spoken about it before in toxic friendships and in other episodes where I've said like I've walked away from quite a lot of friendships over the last couple of years, but most of them have been walking away from it from a reason. But there is one that I have in mind where even though there were things said at the end that kind of caused the friendship to come to an end, really we've just outgrown each other. Like we, before it got to that point, we were at such different places. And I, I really don't mean, I, I had met Tom, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm now in a relationship because I'd only met him for like a month. But I could just feel myself going in a really different direction. Also, I hadn't long um, had like foulers happen to me. And I think like different things happen in your life, don't they? And you, your perspective changes, um, you know, it, or, or if things really don't happen in your life and you're really lucky, then sometimes you, you lose a lot of perspective. And I think there's a bit of a balance. And for me, yeah, I've outgrown friendships where it's just felt like there's a lot of effort and I've had to, I, the more I got better at prioritizing myself, the more I outgrew friendships because people just didn't fit into, I don't know, that sounds really, it sounds quite like brutal, but like 
for example, we will never, ever outgrow each other. Like we're stuck with each other for life. We know that would never happen. But there's a lot of other friendships. There's friendships that I've had, this one in particular, where, yeah, I think it was kind of like all or nothing. And then, and she was going off and doing very different things in her life. And I had like a lot of other things going on. And I think when you're really close as well, you can't sort of fizzle that out because it's better to like almost not have the friendship at all than to have it like hanging on by a thread and just sending the odd thing here or there. Like I don't deal very well with that sort of stuff. But however, I've got other friendships where there's no falling out, but like instead of seeing every couple of months and going out for dinner, we might just send a TikTok to each other every now and then or tag each other in a meme. So it's like, you're still friends, you still keep in touch, but really, you know, you're not actually making that much effort. And again, that's just because we've grown apart yeah totally I hear that do you know what it's funny you say that you just reminded me like I guess going on this process with this play and the themes in it and having spent the last year really like you say prioritizing myself L and just kind of growing and learning who I am and figuring out this next sort of chapter in life but I've definitely felt recently I guess just in general, not with any like friends in particular, but just in general, I've looked at the people that are around me, even family as well. And just, I just feel very different. And at first I was very reluctant and I was like, why am I, you know, I I don't feel connected to these people. Like what, what's going on? And I questioned it and I was like, just because I'm developing and I'm, I guess, like I say, figuring out who I am and what I like and recognising that things have changed. Like, I don't like these certain things anymore. I don't want to do certain things anymore. I don't agree with certain opinions anymore. And my outlook on life feels a bit, well, feels very different. I feel like there's been a lot of personal growth over the last year. And having come through that, the times that I recognise that the most is when I'm with people that I'm like, oh, like my patience runs thin or things like that. Like, And I'm like, why am I no longer compassionate with this person? Or why don't I enjoy being around that person? Or why am I feeling really frustrated all of a sudden around this group of people or with these individuals? What have I done? What have I done? And now I'm like, no, actually, it's just that I'm changing and I don't, I, I don't agree, like I don't necessarily agree or there's always respect there and I will always have respect for these people. But actually, when you go through growth yourself and development, which it sounds like our listener has done, like done, they've, they've grown, they've, they've, you know, managed to leave the family home and actually move town. They, they are massive things. They're big, life changing decisions that they've made. And absolutely, of course, you're going to grow with that. So, I mean, yeah, I've definitely found that over the over the last few months and the last year as a whole, I've maybe outgrown myself a little bit, outgrown older the older versions of me and changed my opinion on things or actually just felt more secure in my opinion to voice it confidently. And sometimes people don't like that and they do try to like bite back or they, you know, try, well, you've changed or like you're not the same person. And 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 actually that's really immature of them. And they will come around, hopefully, if they're really a friend and they really do care about you. But it's okay to feel different and to 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 have changed your thoughts and your opinions of things and for other people not to understand or not to accept that because that's just growth. And actually if anyone respects you and loves you, they will open arms and be like wow yeah let me listen and let me engage with that it just I just think it's a maturity level isn't it sometimes some some people are able to 
I, I think people take it personally. They think it's a personal attack. Like, why don't you want to do this? Or why are you doing that? And, and they don't see that probably you're trying really hard to better yourself. And if it doesn't align with what they want out of life, they just, they turn. But yeah. the thing is, right, I, I do agree with everything you've said. So I'm on the other end of this equation, though, or this dilemma that's been sent in, because recently I had a friend whose situation completely changed. Um, they didn't move away, um, but very loved up with their partner. Whenever they wanted us to do something, it was with their partner, come round with the partner. Like, I'm all for seeing you and your partner I quite like your partner, but do I want to spend every minute I have with you and your partner? No. And in the end, after the subtle suggestions of why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? And it would always get twisted. And it was like we could never do anything on our own. And in the end, I didn't say anything, but I just stopped being available because I thought this is not how I want to spend my time. I don't want to spend my time as the third wheel in your relationship like that is not what what I want to do so yeah I don't know what I'm trying to say here that was a real long like rambling you can grow you can grow in a different direction to your friend I think you've just got to be respectful of what they want to be doing with their time and what you want to be doing with your time and even if you're not aligned right now you can be in the future there doesn't need to be a big argument like just walk away and I think also I've had friends where I've walked away because they frustrate me so much that as soon as I did walk away I made peace with it and then yeah. when I do see them I have a much better time because I've accepted who they are I know what they're like I know their quirks and I'm okay with it because I don't have to entertain it all the time because I've made a decision to distance myself and that's okay as well mic drop Mic right you ready girls it's time yeah. for the game okay. i am going to read it out i need you to finish the phrase and tell me where it's from here we ready. go okay i'm ready you can't sit oh ellie that just... has to be me with us mean girls yes oh bloody in my on my zoom my hand went up quicker there but listen i'm not having none of this because i my hand was always up first in singapore and none of you fuckers picked me <laughs> oh gosh well done Elle. you can't sit with us you can't sit with us love it what a film That's such great a great film. film do you know what i might even watch that film tonight i need a little good bit of feel good i it's think so i need like a naughties a naughties chick flick give me give me 2000s vibes that's what do I you know what else is a great film with Lindsay lohan and jamie lee curtis freaky <gasps> friday remember Freaky oh, Friday? classic yes such a good film maybe that's what we all need girls because we was in a bit of a funk today weren't we maybe we just need a good film night oh gosh yeah. we also just need to get together we haven't seen each other i know i know oh, i'm ready for it i'm ready for it we are soon and i can't bloody wait oh oh well I, i'm gonna do a shameless plug by the time this podcast goes out i will have literally on the day so tonight on May the 16th, the run of The Big O play by Kim Cormack begins at the King's Head Theatre in Islington on Upper Street. It's quite dark. It really goes there. 
if you're up for taking a friend, come down, have some lols, maybe cry a little bit, come and see it. Uh, tickets are from £10. So, yeah, grab yourself a nice £10 ticket. There's my shameless plug. Thanks, girls. Yay! <laughs> We're going next week and we can't bloody wait. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Don't forget to give us a review and send any questions you've got to Long Story Short Podcast 22 at gmail.com. Head over to our TikTok, Long Story Short Pod, to see what we've been up to. We'll be back next Tuesday. And don't forget, no story will ever be short. Bye. Bye. Bye.